everyone. Welcome back to my Blockadian podcast. I I have a secret. And that secret is I'm bougie as hell. <laughs> I, you know, I like to... I like the finer things in life. I mean, who doesn't? Um, So people have a problem with uh, seeing black people in luxury um, situations. And that's problematic. So you know what? Let's talk about it. So the thing is... I think I've told this story before and um, I I think about it oftentimes <laughs> based on the reaction that I get. Sometimes when I'm in a situation or in a place where, um, you know, people are unused to seeing black people occupying this luxurious space. So I think I mentioned you know, way back when I was like in high school, one of my close friends at the time had mentioned, you know, that like she just couldn't live if, you know, I was richer than her. So, you know, she made the assumption, even though we were like in the same neighborhood, went to the same school, whatever, that she was richer than me, but, or her family was because we didn't have any jobs back then. Anyways, um, simply based on the color of my skin, you know, she was comfortable in a world where, you know, she was, um, used to seeing black people poor and struggling and that was normal for her. And, um, you know, the fact was that, uh, I was going, uh, moving into another area of my life. I was going to university. I was going um, away to university and, you know, she was staying at home at the university and just, you know, um, it, it was, a, it's a very, I went to a very good school and it was just this thing where, you know, she knew that this meant something for my life, that this was an important part. And anyways, the point is that it hurt me because I thought we were friends. I thought she would be happy for me. And also that her statement was super racist. Um, and, you know, I thought um, all the times, you know, we talked about, you know, racism and how stupid it was and stuff like that. She still had this idea of where I belonged in the world. And that was less than her. And that was her comfort zone. And... Also, like, the fact that she, <laughs> the fact that she thought that, anyways, like, just, currently, anyway, the point is that I, even in high school, even in elementary school, you know, those, um, I think I, I talk about it all the time, I have um, my best friend, you know, we've known each other since, like, you know, grade two, and, you know, um, <laughs> people that know me know me well, they would say I'm bougie as hell, but in an endearing way. <laughs> and so that's just, you know, since grade two, I deny, 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 because I don't want to, you know, I don't know why I feel like I have have been 
uh, denying that about myself. But as I've grown older, I've just embraced it because, you know, apparently that's just who I am. So, <laughs> so, um, what's interesting is that I've noticed that, um, people have the same view as my friend did, which was that I don't belong in these spaces. So like, I don't, when I say bougie, I mean, I like nice experiences. I'm in a big into self-care and stuff. I don't really like, you know, um, I'm also cheap, I guess I can say. So I don't think that like spending money on like luxurious, um, things is necessarily, you know, valuable. Some people do like, I, I'm like, okay, that's fine. But what I like is nice experiences, you know, like, um, vacations or, you know, like spas, you know, things, experiences, luxurious experiences. That's what I like to do. Um, and, and treat myself with. So, you know, when I go to these places, I find that people are not used to seeing somebody that looks like me in their space. It's typically a white space. People assume, um, you know, that I don't belong there, that, um, this must be like a big deal for me that, you know, I can't, um, that this kind of luxury isn't normalized for me. And I find it, uh, very, very telling about our society, about Canadian society, that this is, um, the reaction I get, you know, 99, you know, based on no scientific, you know, research, 99% of the time I'm out in a luxurious space that people are shocked to see me there. And so this is Canada and we have polite racism, as I call it. And, you know, people are, you know, they're trying to hide their shock at the fact that, you know, like, you know, I'm like, yeah, nope, it's just Tuesday, just Tuesday for me, you know, you know, you know, you know, lather me up with some mud, like, <laughs> that's just, you know, I'm like, yep, no, not my birthday, not anything, just out here trying to, you know, take care of myself, self-care, you know, I have like this little standard, like, oh, you know, just self-care is so important these days, <laughs> you know, I have like my little line depending, you know, I don't want to I'm trying to enjoy myself. I don't want to, you know, educate you on how racist you're being right now. I just want you to, you know, you, you decided to talk to me, you know, like try to make yourself feel better so you can report back to your white friends about, oh, don't worry, she's probably like, you know, um, maxing out her credit card to be here for her birthday or something like that. You know what I mean? And I was just like, okay, yeah, nice, nice talking to you. If, if, headphones were allowed in this space, I'd be putting on my headphones because I don't want to talk to you. Um, <laughs> but I find that, you know, there's this, um, people will stare at me. I can see the, the, the wonder on their faces. They, they're desperately trying to put the puzzle pieces together, um, of how I make sense in this space. 
And um, it's quite, as a sociologist, it's quite a fascinating experience to see them try and reconcile, um, you know, how I can be there. Everything they know about <laughs> uh, Black people tells them that I shouldn't be so comfortable in this space. I shouldn't be used to, you know, I don't look like, you know, um, I'm, you know, I'm enjoying myself, but I don't seem out of place. That's the other thing. Like I, you know, they can tell that this isn't my first rodeo. Um, you know, they can tell that, you know, um, I expect, <laughs> just speaking of my, like just another thing with my, you know, friend and I just being, uh, you know, as much as, you know, she gives me a hard time, you know, we, she also, also cares for the finer things in life. And, you know, just, we had this whole conversation, serious as hell too, um, about, you know, when you spend a certain amount of money on a drink, we were out for cocktails and, <laughs> um, my friend is Jamaican and like they, she ordered a Jamaican. I'm just sorry. We're just literally had like a 20 minute conversation about this drink, but I'm just laughing because, um, you know, we ordered this drink and like, you know, when you spend a certain amount of a cocktail, you know, my friend was convinced that this ginger syrup in this Jamaican style cocktail was not fresh ginger. And, you know, she knows a fresh ginger drink and she thought it was like bottled ginger and it tasted artificial and weird. And so she was like, you know, when you're spending a certain amount on a drink, these were not cheap cocktails, you know, so their signature thing, you expect that ginger to be fresh. And I was like, I can't believe they didn't use fresh ginger. I like, we were going on and on about it. And then we just had a moment where we were like, who are we right now that we are like dead serious having this conversation about this drink? It's just ridiculous. We're like, we need to dial it way down. Um, but anyways, that being said, I mean, if it's a signature cocktail, you got to use fresh, fresh ginger. I, you know, I, I'm just saying. Anyway, <laughs> the point is that when I, when we go into these spaces, when we're here and we're just like, you know, doing my thing, just being a black girl in luxury, um, people are uncomfortable by it. You know, at best I see people, you know, checking themselves, reflecting on their own personal biases, saying, what the hell? Why wouldn't I expect, you know, like, you know, um, her to be in this space? Let me look inward about what that means about myself and the assumptions that I'm making about, you know, Black people in this country and, you know, who belongs in these spaces to, you know, people being, you know, like flat out asking me like, oh, are you celebrating something? Because, you know, like literally that's the only way I should be here. And, you know, some obviously I do celebrate things, but, you know, sometimes I'm just, just out here enjoying these services. And so, you know, like people just trying to make it work, trying to make me fit, trying to understand, comprehend, because, you know, they know what they think is normal and seeing a black person enjoying these services isn't normal to them seeing a black person enjoying luxuries um that they believe are white spaces makes them uncomfortable and they will never some people will never check themselves they will never say 
what is it about me that says that I'm uncomfortable with, you know, her being here that I think it's abnormal, that I think it's strange, that it bothers me, you know, why am I not saying, how come, you know, more people that look like her aren't in this space? What tells, what does that tell me about the barriers that are in place for, um, you know, someone like her to be here? That they'll never have that conversation. They'll never make that shift. They'll just need to say that I'm like that anomaly, that I'm that, that odd um, thing that's standing out. And so, um, they'll, they'll, there's, it'll be all like a one-off for them. And, you know, the next time they go to the spa or the next time they go to that upscale restaurant and they see not a single, you know, diverse space in the crowd, you know, they'll, they'll have like the, oh, that's all this right as rain with them. And, um, it's a very, very disturbing trend. The sad fact is that white supremacy promises white people many things and it promises them that many luxuries, many um, experiences, many privileges will be exclusive to white people. And even the most, you know, progressive white person, the most, you know, anti-racist white person will still have some sort of reaction and surprise to a black person having access to luxuries. And so, you know, some people will, you know, have... I'm using air quotes here, like a positive reaction of being like, oh, isn't that good, wonderful, that's great, you know, but that's still um, the reaction of this isn't normal, you know what I mean? Um, And then some people will have, you know, the opposite reaction of like, oh my gosh, that's so weird, it's so strange, it's so different um, that, you know they're here because we never see anybody that looks like her here, you know, um, frankly, unless they're, you know, working here. And so the, 
the idea that this can be normalized is important because it means things are moving towards equality. It means that these spaces aren't, you know, off limits. You know, some people, you know, I'm not saying that everybody was rushing to the spa or rushing to these places, but it's just this, um, you know, people will do other things that they enjoy, but there are specific barriers set up where people are meant to not feel that they have access to these types of services. There's a whole other end of, you know, um, besides the economic piece to it, there are also things about um, the location of these places. There's the idea of having, you know, vacation time and, you know, being able to take time off of work and to travel and to do these kinds of things. There's a whole, um, you know, taking a break from work, taking care of yourself and investing in your, your care. These are all kinds of, um, concepts and, um, and, uh, you know, practices that have been historically, um, closed to black people. And so I, I, as bougie as I am, I see, um, teaching moment here. It's part of, you know, this example where I like this idea that I'm instilling this practice in, you know, my life and my family that, um, you know, we vacation, you know, it, I, you know, as a family growing up, we vacationed every year, you know, I'm from Barbados. And so we, or my parents are from Barbados and, um, you know, we would travel there all the time. We would go on vacations. We would, you know, take road trips, we would go. And, you know, these are things that are, were normalized for us, you know, like working, hard, but also relaxing hard because we're worth it. Um, you know, having that idea of self-worth and self-care and self-love is something that, um, I love that I'm putting out in the world that I'm a black girl who loves herself, that takes care of, um, herself, that 
treats um, herself to luxuries, to things that I enjoy, that, you know, I, I have that um, privilege, that I have that privilege um, to do that. And it's so, so, so important um, as well. And I talk a lot about um, Black Joy being a form of activism. And I, as you know, just because I was bougie for morning, um, <laughs> I never, ever, ever thought that um, me just, you know, taking care of myself and enjoying these luxuries and privileges would be, have anything to do with, you know, um, breaking, you know, stereotypes and, you know, being, you know, showing, um, being teachable, you know, lessons for people in anti-racism and, you know, um, but it is, it has been for me, um, it has been for me, um, being in these spaces and, you know, pushing those boundaries of, you know, inclusion and belonging and, um, I kind of, I kind of like it. Um, I kind of like that, um, that that's just sort of, you know, like a, a little, a little, you know, tangent or offshoot of, um, these luxury experiences. So, I mean, what can I say? Uh, <laughs> going to the spa, I mean, I, it's just my duty at this point as a black woman to do that. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, um, I think that's just something that we need to do, which is, you know, normalizing black people enjoying luxuries. So, uh, let me know what you guys think. Let me know. Um, have you gotten some weird comments and stares when you're occupying, you know, luxurious spaces? Have people like, you know, made any weird comments to you? But um, thank you so much for listening. And I'm going to head to the spa. So I'll uh, talk to you next time.